Today, Uncorked in Conversation would like to dedicate our episode to the memory of Earl Simmons, better known as DMX. His biography, I'll read from Ebony Magazine. He was born Earl Simmons in Mount Vernon, New York on December 18, 1970. Simmons was raised in the infamous school street projects and claimed the streets of Yonkers as his home. At an early age, he began wandering the streets of Yonkers to escape his mother's abuse and eventually began to take in stray dogs that walked the streets at night. As a child, his mother sent him away to another boy's home where he befriended other students over the shared love of hip-hop music. A stint incarcerated with rapper K. Solo encouraged Simmons to take rap more seriously, and upon his release, he met a local rapper named Reddy Ron and would flood the block with his self-produced mixtapes. His stage name was originally Divine Master of the Unknown, which then morphed into the name DMX, stemming from the Oberheim DMX drum machine he used at the boys' home. Later on, when Simmons became an international superstar, many interpreted his moniker to also mean Dark Man X. For more, please visit ebony.com. DMX, you changed the face of hip-hop. You were a unique and wonderful talent. You will be sorely missed, but your music lives on forever. Greetings and welcome to Uncorked in Conversation. We have a very exciting week and tonight a very exciting episode. I'm going to kick us off recognizing and celebrating a very special person today. One of Uncorked in Conversation's own, our beautiful, talented, and intelligent executive producer. Happy birthday. Oh, happiest of birthdays to April. On the count, yes, yes, yes. Happy birthday! Just pop open the champagne right now. Her birthday was actually April seventh. Hold on, I didn't do you yet. Her birthday was actually April seventh, but we are celebrating her today and tomorrow. As um, you guys will see, we're gonna go live. Actually, broadcasting from her birthday celebration, but. For right now, ladies and gents, on the count of three, we're going to uh, revere our our wonderful, beautiful entity that is April with a song. Happy birthday. Y'all ready? Three, two, one. And happy birthday, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday Happy birthday Happy birthday Happy birthday I love it. Happy birthday. It was all over the place. It was horrible. 
It was all over the place, but I'll take it all. Thank you very much. It was all the beauty of it is it's uncorked. It's uncorked. It's uncorked. Uncorked birthday, so I appreciate that. Thank you very, very much. Who got the champagne? Where the champagne at? Tomorrow. Okay. Let's yeah, okay. <laughs> uncork that. Let's uncork that. Uncork the moment. <laughs> Tonight, we welcome a very special guest to, to join us on the Uncorked in Conversation platform. Um, I am going to give him a moment to introduce himself and tell a little bit about himself, but I'd like to welcome the incredible WJZ. Walter, welcome. <laughs> Let's just say you have been officially uncorked. There you go. Yes, you have. Um, I am the incredible WJZ. Um, I am a podcaster, artist, um, writer. Um, I'm aspiring to, you know, work on a lot of projects and connect with a lot more artists um, and push out like a lot more Black art into the, you know, diaspora of media. Um, right now, I'm just trying to you know, find my footing as far as where the podcast goes. I'm still looking to see like where my voice is and how I want to format everything as far as the podcast goes. Um, I don't know how long it's going to end up lasting. I'm just really probably going to try and ride it out for like one year. And then um, I pretty much, you know, I've, I've got a new episode every Monday, seven in the morning. I like that you guys are also Monday people. Uh, so I'm like in the AM, you can catch uh, the Incredible Canvas podcast and then you can get uncorked at the evening. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 But um so ladies, um, you did actually say that I could start the floor um with a topic. And yes, what I really want now that I actually have like a group of women, this is gonna be a a good form of discourse <clears throat> to get all of your opinions. Um just in the past couple years, you know with the whole Me Too movement, there's been a lot newer vocabulary and acknowledgement to different forms of uh, assaults or rapes. So with the passing of uh, DMX today, it made me think like when he said that, you know, he had smoked with his mentor, he was smoking with some marijuana but his mentor had actually laced it with mm -hmm. crack cocaine. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Would this be a form of rape or would it be a, some, a form of uh, unsolicited intoxication? Like the type of wording or do you guys feel as though that kind of thing exists? Because like you can say like women can get date raped in a bar because a guy puts something in their drink. But mm -hmm. even between two male friends, if someone is lacing your drugs with something, is it some type of form of uh, assault? Mm. Wow, that's a great question. I was yeah, that's deep. Mm -hmm. hmm. well, I didn't know. I didn't know the details of what happened. Is that what happened? That's how 
DMX got started. Started in crack cocaine. Like his first experience with it was uh, being laced with it. And in a in a different light, you know, we've made from this. I usually um, on my podcast try to show how art imitates life. Mm-hmm. It made me think of the movie Friday. Uh, Chris Tucker's uh, character, mm-hmm. you know, like smoking mm-hmm. in, in the mm-hmm. car with the Hispanic brother. And mm-hmm. he was like, oh man, that's angel dust. Mm-hmm. And then that's why Smokey was all sporadic. I laughed about it in Friday, things of it with someone like DMX, where he, no matter who was trying to help him or how much he, you know, had a resolve to change himself, he was eventually taken from this addiction. Yeah. So and if you're I'm not saying mistaken, that, go ahead, I'm sorry. So you're saying that DMX um, didn't know that he it was laced when he took that marijuana, it was laced? Are you saying that this is his very first taste of Tyson cocaine? Right. He was a teenager, right? 14, I think, if I read yeah. right. Yeah, something like that. Do you yeah. think that it could be a partner to say, hey, man, I did something different. Hey, this is marijuana, but I put a little bit of crack cocaine and try it out. He was either known about it before he took it. By curiosity, he might have just did it to see. And then from there, it only takes one time. He just got hooked, maybe. Do you mm-hmm. think they possibly that he knew about it or he did not know about it. Because if he did not know about it, I would call that an assault. I would call that a date rape because he didn't know. But what if his friend told him, I'm just looking on the other side, what if his friend told him, say, hey, I, just, I put a little something in there, you know, want to try it out. Or for work, what does that taste like? Try it out, try it out. I mean, mm-hmm. you don't ever know what decision he might have had. Well, from according there. to the interview that with DMX, though, that I saw where he talked about this, he didn't know. Um, that was the reality okay. of it. Um, it was his mentor, I, I believe, is how he described the person. I don't know the man's name. You may know it, Walter. I don't know the man's name. But the mentor was in his 30s and sadly laced his marijuana cigarette with crack cocaine. To your point, as we've seen with how crack spiraled out of control in the 80s, especially on the black community, um, you know, it only takes once. And and sadly, he, you know, met the end of his life um, eventually as a result of, of you know, using, using uh, drugs and they became deadly to him so mm-hmm. yeah with I agree with you Sarita with the not knowing it is most definitely in my mind an assault um and especially with him being a minor because as a minor you you can't legally even consent you know to to using even if he knew he can't legally consent to yeah I'll try it just like you can't consent to sex at 14 years old um it is most definitely an assault and and I think that um you know this is something as you mentioned we laughed about it when we saw Friday but I, I think this is something that you know needs to be looked at because it's not isolated. This has happened, this is a historic thing. It's happened historically, it continues to happen and it's dangerous to our black community um, in particular when, when this kind of manipulation um, and, and taking advantage of a minor happens. Yeah, but I like how you, uh, you were saying like, if he knew about it, 
you know, that's kind of his, he has to take accountability for experiencing it on his own terms. Because um, just like with anything, like what I say, like, you know, like DMX is young. And like you were saying, like his mentor was a older man. He has access to the drugs he wants. Now, uh, like with stories we hear about like uh, T.I. Tiny, Bill Cosby, or uh, even any of the people who are, who women are coming forward or even um, homosexual males are coming forward to saying, you know, this person invited me over and I ended up being drugged. My, 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 just on the other side of that, that fence is when you know someone is connected or has resources, you may seek out this person. So like, just say, you know, Bill Cosby shows up at a, uh, at a comedy club, uh, you're a fan of his, you know, you've heard about, even though he's so wholesome on the outside, like you end up going to, uh, you know, meet up with Bill Cosby because you know that he has access to, you know, a, a level of drugs or alcohol that normal people don't have access to, like Quavis or whatever it was that um, it was really exclusive to have. When you walk in, like when you have the premeditated thought to say, I want to have access to the drugs Bill Cosby has, can you still say he took advantage of me because he slipped it? Because if, or even if he hadn't slipped it, if he was just like, oh, I got a quaalude, it's just like, it's, it's sometimes I'd say we should take all accounts seriously. Like we should always take an account. Like if a woman comes forward, we have to take it seriously. But at the same time, what is a proper way to vet uh, the accusation? Because on one hand, you want to encourage women to speak up, but then you don't want to discourage them because they think once you start vetting them about the accusation that they're just going to be silenced. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's hard. Um, and, that's, and that's probably why no one, there's no true formula. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. I mean, you can say that he sh if he he should be accountable for the things that he did but then you have that mentor someone who's older who knows better took advantage of this young kid in my sense that's the same as let's say you work you're in a work environment and you work for this um your boss and then he you know sexually harass you because he's your boss he can offer you things on that level and and manipulate you and have control you to do things because you're on a lower level it's the same thing in this instance his mentor older guy had resources for access here comes dmx he's young impressionable he wants whatever it is that his mentor has so he's going to try it now whether that mentor slipped him something knowingly or unwillingly they're still even though he's a child you know right from wrong Okay, let me just say that as far as accountability about mm -hmm. now, 
would I fault him for that? Being hooked on drugs? No, because that's an addiction. Once you, once it gets you, it gets you, and it's hard to get away from that. It's hard. So that was his plight. But you're 14. You still know the difference. Like, I should not be doing this. But I want to say, I can see the relation between sexual harassment and um, rape in comparing to what you're doing here, because this is an older guy, the same situation, who knows a lot more than this young and impressionable um, kid. And he was able to pull him into that life that he got hooked on. So in that aspect <laughs> of it, yeah, that's the same thing. That mentor should be just as accountable. I don't know if there's an illegal aspect to it. And maybe that's something we should start looking into because this is a kid and anyone, any one over 18 who gives anyone who's under 18 any type of drugs, maybe they should be liable for that, if anything, as far as addiction, or if that child, if he took it, he could have died. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know mm-hmm. what that first take is going to be like. There are a lot of stories out there with that first hit and you're dead. I know that I'm I'm allergic to um, codeine. Mm-hmm. Codeine is an opioid. So if I by mistakenly took that, I wouldn't mm-hmm. be here today. Right. So, you see what I'm saying? So you you got to just accountability mm-hmm. on both parts. On both parts. Right, right, right. right. Oh, here is my take, um, and I've got, a, I guess, a two-part to, to answering your question, Walt, um, where DMX, his concern and his mentor um, slipping something on him unknowingly, because I'm assuming that he did not know. He did not. He's, so he stated that he did not know this mentor slipped this on him. Right. Yeah. So once he found out he was an addict, once he realized he smoked this stuff, he wanted more and more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So in, in that respect, I have to say that yes, he was a minor, and yes, it was it was an assault to an extent, but I don't I think rape is a strong, strong word. So rape, I unless this man accosted him and physically raped him, had a physical sexual encounter with him after he slipped it on him. I think rape is too strong of a, of a and I pretty much deceived him. And yeah. maybe not even, I wouldn't even call it assault. I, I'll call it a, a deception um, yeah. on his part. I However, I will say that if DMX at 14 took this smoke of this crack cocaine, once he realized it was crack cocaine, and and what I know of crack cocaine, because I've seen folks addicted become, <laughs> they chase the crack cocaine because what it is is they want that same high they got. So they're chasing that same high that they'll never get. That first one is the only one they'll get from crack cocaine. So if DMX, being 14, he grew to a 50-year-old man as of today, I would have to say that DMX needs to, when he becomes of age, at some point needs to take responsibility for his addiction, for his drug abuse. Yes, he said he has struggled and he has tried to, I guess, come off of it. 
But and and then crack cocaine is not the only is not what DMX ended up being addicted to. If if I'm understanding the whole addiction thing, I think it was other things that he became addicted to. Maybe pills, maybe this, that, the other. So crack cocaine did not cause his demise, if my understanding is correct. Yeah, I don't know what he overdosed on, and I and I don't know if it's. I don't know what he allegedly overdosed on. Right. So with yeah. that said, no, I don't agree that he was raped. I think, again, rape is a strong, strong word. Mm -hmm. I don't agree that he was assaulted because assault, again, is, 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 is a strong. I do believe he was deceived. And that is, yes, a, 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 a hardship, obviously, because... He succumbed to this inception and he wanted, he became addicted. But at, at after 14 or, or 16, 18, 21, 22, becoming a grown ass man with all due respect, he should have taken some responsibility. Now, as far as the Me Too movement, because I believe that was part of your, mm -hmm. um, your injection here. Yeah, it was to this. Yeah, the me prelude too to this, not the yeah. not so the movement, but his right. Well, yeah, to he, this. he injected yeah. that into the conversation. Is what I meant to uh, say. The Me Too movement is a real movement. However, unless and 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 again, I I don't want to speak out of turn, but I will. Unless the woman is raped and 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 assaulted, even. Um, it is unfortunate that, that, yeah, please come and tell. But, you know, men, it, it, it's, that's so fragile, um, Walt, um, the Me Too movement. I'm a woman, and I, and a lot of women perhaps don't speak up. I speak up. And if you are saying and doing something to me that is against my principles, then I need to tell you right then and there. I don't need Bill Cosby. I say the same thing where Bill Cosby is concerned. Apparently, he's he's been alleged or he's been accused. He's been convicted of, now. Of <laughs> drugging, yeah, of drugging these women. But yeah. when you and the same thing with Mike Tyson. And I don't take sides. Same thing with Mike Tyson. When when the woman went to his room at three a.m. What are you going to somebody's room at three a.m. for? That's a booty call. It's a booty call. You put yourself in a predicament, you know. Right. Of, and then, accountability. And then, yeah. And then yeah. with, with Bill Cosby in this case, you 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 did allude to women apparently trying to, I guess, get to the drugs that that a particular celebrity mm -hmm. has and so forth. But in this case with Bill Cosby, the women were trying to get to the fame. So they looked at, at at Bill Cosby as a vehicle to get to the startup. So they were chasing yeah. something. Yep. And I'm not saying that it was right if Bill Cosby drugged them to chase what he was chasing. So everybody right. chasing something. Right. Know? And so 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 apparently the women did not get what they want. Perhaps Bill Cosby did. So here, 20 years later, you are going to say, "Me too. Me too." My my thing is, say it when it happens, when it's yeah. fresh, 
in your mind, and then you can speak. Because a lot of the women were saying, oh, I don't remember, and I don't, and, 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 and we can just do something very fresh right now. And and if, unless we want to stay on the, on the African-American group of it, but we've got um, Governor Cuomo right now being, mm-hmm. being railroaded, if I may, or charged or, or, or said to have done certain things. People, these women are saying, he looked at my legs. Mm-hmm. He kissed me without my, because this married woman is, is, and her husband, they're all taking pictures in this same setting. She's saying Cuomo kissed her. Here she is 20 years later, practically, or I think that was in 2017. All these <laughs> later, now she wants to say me too. He assaulted me too. I just think that it's 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 fragile. It's unfortunate. Um, but but I say I say to the women who are listening to this podcast, speak up now. Do not wait. Do not. And, and, and sometimes you don't speak up because I need my job. I'm afraid I'm going to get fired. But there's laws in place. And now if you speak up, retaliation, you can call retaliation because you told and so forth. There's Tracy, I, I have to ask this, though, just from the standpoint of I, I, I feel you on the speak up immediately, especially with the situation with Bill Cosby, even though all of that's a little questionable. I think there's a lot we don't know there. Oh, yeah, yeah. But what if someone is actually sexually assaulted? My my concern about someone who is honestly sexually assaulted, being a person who has been sexually assaulted, well, you I've have to think about- assaulted, So I, I totally understand. We have to think about the trauma that the person has experienced because mm-hmm. sometimes it is next to impossible to speak up. It may be easier to say speak up now than it actually is to muster up the courage to actually speak up in a true sexual assault situation. I know some of those situations with Bill Cosby were simply about him providing them drugs or what have you, but in a true sexual assault situation, I don't know, I just think it's a a slippery slope when we determine if we're gonna believe based on the the time, the proximity within which the, um, the person assaulted brought it up. In that case, what do, what do, what is solved? What is solved? And, 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 you know, I sympathize. I have compassion. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. What is solved? Here's my question. What is solved from speaking up 20 years later? Does it release you from the The true, the true, I would say the true one. Or do you relive? I yeah, think it, it depends on the person. It, it, I think, I think yeah. it does. Yeah. What I think is yeah. just because it happened 20 years, it doesn't mean that you will not really, because what happens is you will relive that as though it happened yesterday, even though it was yeah. 20 years. And I'm speaking of those who were really, really emotionally and physically assaulted. I'm not talking about the ones that he looked at my leg or he touched mm-hmm. me on the butt. I mean, come on, that's mm-hmm. not gonna make or break you. I'm talking about the ones who actually had a physical or emotionally abuse or assault or rape. Mm-hmm. Those people who did not speak up 10, 15, 20 years ago and they suppressed it 
and all mm -hmm. it takes is one thing for them to bring that up, they will relive that same emotions that they had back then. So I can understand why they didn't speak up because sometimes they can't or they just don't want to think about it or they just want to suppress it. It's, hopefully it just go away, but it never goes away. It gets covered. It get co covered deep until it rises up to oh, yeah. the surface. Um, so I get that. Um, so how do you vet them? And that was one of your questions that right. you asked earlier. Yeah. How do you question. vet that? And I, I just wanted to say, like, at no point in time, like, even though, like, validity, validity is always in the question, mm -hmm. we're getting to a day and age where we're encouraging anyone that's sexually assaulted to speak up immediately right. and to at least leave some type of paper trail. Right. Um, if there is some type of suppression on the on the end of like our law enforcement or a drop of accountability from our law enforcement because they don't write the file out or they dismiss the person. Just the fact that you've said something then and there or at least said something was wrong with you, get checked. Go do your due diligence to make sure that even if 15 years later, you know, Cuomo touches someone inappropriately. I want to speak up. Yeah, I agree with that. So, and in, 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 in speaking of Cuomo, while we're speaking up, there was a the woman that apparently that he held her face and he asked her for a kiss at a wedding. She was so uncomfortable that she texted her friend that day, that in that mm -hmm. instant incident mm -hmm. i think and that happened maybe two years ago mm -hmm. you're right well she has a paper trail this did this really did happen to me however mm -hmm. she's working for cuomo and you know a lot of people want to secure their jobs i get it so you do suppress and you do hold back because you're, you're earning your your livelihood is more important than trying to speak up and you get fired anyway but I, I like to think that the Me Too movement has allowed us to hear our voices now. So we can speak up now and, and, and we will be heard. But back in the day, back in the Bill Cosby days, a lot of the women pretty much said, I didn't speak up because he was a celebrity. Nobody would have believed me. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I didn't speak up. And so it is their first opportunity to become accountable. So please don't misunderstand that. I'm, I, I don't, it's not that I don't have any compassion for those who wait to speak up. Everything is a circumstance. Everything is a case by case. Yeah. You just never know. So I, I think that the Me Too movement, and this is a great segment, um, by the way, um, mm -hmm. well, I think the Me Too movement has given the woman who is feeling harassed or or sexually assaulted or you know something's going on without a even the sex trafficking again a whole nother segment the sex trafficking and and all of those things this Me Too movement have opened up a whole lot of avenues for those people who are being um, Take it advantage of quite. Mm -hmm. so, 
full in power, if I may. So, like, where you're saying, like, the whole, like, to go back with you saying, like, rape is a strong word, um, I was actually searching for the vocabulary to say, what type of situation is this? Because, um, like I said, like, there's, there's so much art to pull from. You can think, uh, are you familiar with, like, Denzel Washington? <laughs> Um, he had co-host Ethan Hawke. They're in the cop car. They're driving around on patrol. He's mm -hmm. like, go ahead, smoke this. And he's like, right. I don't want to smoke it. He was like, no, no, go ahead and smoke it. But once he did, it was he was like, oh, that's PCP. And mm -hmm. um, if you're familiar with Dave Chappelle, he and Wayne Brady parried that movie scene. Right. But yeah. Wayne Brady was trying to, you know, like break out of his Bill Cosby image. You call it a Bill Cosby image? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, who's the uh, oh man. <laughs> but, you know, like, what is wrong with Bill Cosby image? Shoot. I like an educated man. <laughs> well, you know, Which Bill Cosby are you talking about? He was like, OSPCP. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny when you watch it, but like mm -hmm. you are just like if I me personally, I'm around guys that smoke weed, whether I know those people or not. And I've heard suspect things be said, like, oh man, I you know, you like that L I rolled that had uh the perks in it. Right. And the guy was kind of like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't even know you did that. And it's just kind of like, mm -hmm. well, what is that word? What is, what is the word for that situation? Because it's deception. It's deceitful. It's deceitful. Yeah, deception, manipulation. I, I think, I think, well, I think it's a mental rape. That's, I think, that's what I think it is. I think it's a mental rape because right. they don't know it, it's being deceptive. And the person, they just do it. I've heard of people doing that before. That's what makes me scared for anybody that I know that smokes weed. You want to take it from anybody, especially yeah. if you're in a group of people, because you don't know who's putting what in what for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's what it sounded like when it came to yeah. DMX, mm -hmm. a mental rape, because this mentor knew what this boy could do. He heard him spit. He know he had lyrics. He know there was a talent there that was going to take him far. So why would you want to diminish that? Why would you want to mess that up? Why would you want to get him on? He already had it hard from the beginning. So now you're going to add something to him and you're, you call yourself a mentor. It's just mm. like the mentors that rape, unfortunately, these young kids, you know, whether it's in the church or if it's at the um, that can I flip the please. Thank oh, you. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> well, okay, the Catholics uh, yeah. they aren't the only ones. So people always accept because they, they are the most recognized and famously. Right. right. But yeah. Yeah, there's other clergy. Come on now, y'all. Well, y'all can't call it. I, 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 I didn't want to. I said the church, the rec centers, uh, right. Boy Scouts, exactly. Girl Scouts, Boy all Scouts, of that. Yeah. I was yeah. not exactly. singling out anybody. 
Right, I wasn't exactly. singling out. I just named some things where it has mm -hmm. happened is what I'm saying is these people, these older people are mentally raping the young ones by they starting mentally before they even get physical. And, you know, with the next whole thing, we're talking mental. You know, I think because I was, the whole time I was thinking in my mind, OK, how do I define rape? You know, is it a physical um, penetration? I meant to look it up. Or right. is it, right. um, but it's something that's something that's taken from you against your will. I do right. know that, but I don't know where that line is drawn. Is it because it's a physical it, draw line or, or emotional? I'm not sure where the, where the line is. God, well, well, actually, actually there are four meanings. <laughs> there are four meanings. Oh, actually, more than that. Well, some of them are repetitive. So I'll read the first four. The first meaning, unlawful sexual intercourse or any other sexual penetration of the vagina or anus or mouth of another person with or without force by a sex organ, other body part, or foreign object. <laughs> the second one simply says statutory rape. We know what that is, the okay. sex consensual. The third definition says an act of plunder, violent seizure, or abuse, despoliation, violation. So. To your point, Paulette, when you're talking about that mental rape, it was a violation. Mm -hmm. So does does that change anything for you, um, Walt, as well, far as? Yeah, it, it does. Because like I, I was already originally thinking it's a it's a form of rape, rape or assault. Yeah. And you like you're saying, uh mental a mental rape, um a mental abuse. Yeah. It is like if you if you're doing something without someone's consent or taking advantage of them in any type of way, I feel as though it could be called a rape. Um, I was before you kind of like stumped me because I was I was trying to like build up on uh, where Tracy was going, where she was saying it wasn't, but you you made a good a very good point, Paulette, to say that it was like a mental rape. Um, because like even like uh, T.I. and Tiny it's like if you know they're swingers and the people they're bringing over are coming over to have sexual relations with them and they're like oh well we're just going to take these drugs while we do it because it makes everyone feel better I feel as though like that moment there is no, is there a mental rape? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. Because unless you slipped it into somebody, mm -hmm. if you're telling them up front, this is what we want to do, then it's, mm -hmm. then it's really more so, are they being forced against their will? Well, are, they, are those people mentioned in the tiny situation, are they of age? Because I, I yeah. was on that there was yeah. no, 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 I did hear that there was one. There was like a, a girl in high school. Right, but, right. It was yeah. yeah. I feel as though everyone was of age and old enough to know better. And then they, and then, then they, they consent paid. to I this. Think, I think they paid. They, there, there was consent, and my understanding is okay. that they were paid for some of. Their 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 actions. So now, what's the problem? I don't understand the issue. What well, what's the point of coming for? Well, apparently, maybe some of the money wasn't delivered, or some of the uh -huh. promises weren't kept, 
and oh. now they're coming back saying and that unless they want more money that they were extortion and that's extortion if they um well they tiny and 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 ti they don't want to confess to even having anything to do with it so they clearly aren't crying extortion they're saying no it never happened it was all consensual but i yeah. think i think if i'm not mistaken there is a 17 year old involved if are, are you familiar with that piece of yeah yeah i did hear about the 17 year old um but i feel as though they don't want to say anything because i did listen to uh TI's statement of just saying people coming forward with anonymous statements. Right. Um, it doesn't really, it's kind of like a bait to get him to say something he shouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he and TI, T, hmm, he and Tiny, Tiny and he might have a paper trail to say, right. we've been paying these people. These are all the, you know, we made them sign up. Right. Non -disclosure non -disclosure agreement. Not, yeah, yeah. NDA. Yeah. Any type of agreement uh, to have sex with us because yeah. we didn't want any problems coming down later on. Right. Right. So, is that how, I mean, I, and I've not heard all that piece. I uh, had, so is that what you're saying, Walt, that TI and Tiny have information? They're, with they're not making any stuff. statements. So, they're I don't, not, yeah, they're not yeah, saying no, anything. They're not. They're, they're, not, they're just walking talking, saying it didn't happen. You know what? And, and I just have to say, looking at those two, I can't even imagine. Well, no. Well, <laughs> I do know one person, uh, the, the girl Black China, who was like involved with one of the Kardashian sons. Yeah. T.I. was like going on one of his uh, Twitter rants or Instagram rants, and she happened to get involved with it. And she kind of just put them out on Front Street, uh, exposing them because she was like, yeah, well, uh, Tiny paid me for sex to have a threesome. Oh. So, like, from, I think from that moment, and that's that what made, we right. spotlight got down on them. And um, it just seems to be a person they have uh, a, a history with is really just, you know, trying to get even because she's upset. Right, so that's where the, the Me Too comes. And with, yeah. you know, again, with all due respect for the Me Too, but that's where the it happened to Me Too. And yeah, I was this, and yeah, Me Too, and yeah. So those things, you, they're so fragile. You have to be so careful with, you know, because there's so many people. And uh, just to go back with to Bill Cosby, even there were so many women who said Me Too, but then there was also some that came back and said, it didn't happen to me. I was just... Jumping on, and I want to say one of the um, a supermodel was it Beverly Johnson? Yeah, who ended up coming back saying with Bill Cosby, no, it wasn't true. I, I lied. she did because I she heard did. that she. I saw an interview when she said that he did something to her. But then um, she also came did back. She retracted. Yes, she retracted. Wow. It. Oh. There wow. was a few other, and then there was one other. I think she was. I can't remember. But she was a drug person anyway, and I can't remember who she is. Off the I time. know who you're talking about, and she was a model too. Janice Dixon. Yeah, Janice Dixon. Yes, Janice Dixon. You can't. You can't even have her the, mouth anyway. That's what but I about she to say. She was always on drugs. I don't believe nothing out of her. Wasn't mouth. she? Wasn't hers the one that he got convicted of though? Was her or not? 
No, it wasn't her. Oh, okay, it wasn't her. There was a few others, but um, she also came back and said, no, I was lying. So oh wow! I believe yeah. that. I, I believe she's lying. It's so fragile. Yeah, I believe that too. And it goes yeah. back to how do you vet these people? Because right. you know I'm you have these imposter, right. um, these imposters saying that me too, to you know disguise and deflect from the real. Is that the is that the what they're trying to do? Just deflect so this whole situation, this whole movement can go away. Uh, you know they pay people off you have someone that has a real situation <laughs> and if you can just get 20 other people to say yeah it happened to me too right. it, it gives it more weight and more spot uh-huh. so but then those people those other 20 people still get paid out or right. you know whatever happens they they get their uh their their dues for coming forward even though yeah. they're coming forward with a lie Right, right. So does it really validate? Does it really validate her stance? Well, and I just have to go here on our ex-president grabbing women by the pussy. You know what I mean? He Mm. pretty much said that that's what he did. There were several women who came forward and said he did this, that, and the third. He just pretty much shoved it off, quieted down, and kept it moving. So again, it's just you know, I I just like to think or not so much like to think but it, it I guess it depends on who you are and I guess not so much of who you are but it's just so fragile with the me too because all those women were I guess reputable women who came up and said he did this that and the third but nothing ever happened I think he paid them off so right. let me ask you a question um, but Bill Cosby had tons of money. He could have paid a few people off too. Could have. They were out I, to, yeah. you know, they were out to they, get they, him. The, yeah. the hit was out. The hit was it out. Was. I, I want to know that out of all those people off. that Trump free, how come Bill Cosby wasn't one of them? He gave oh, girl, everybody you know why. <laughs> a get out of free, get out of jail free card. He didn't get girl, one. You, you know why? <laughs> Isn't Bill Cosby about to uh, be released? Is he? We Is don't it, know. When? I don't. I'm when? not sure. Um, something was because I was just, uh, you know, like starting to uh, talk about the ideas to talk about the topics, and they were saying like, "Oh, Bill Cosby's about to get out." Oh wow! Oh, oh, I got to, I got to oh my research on that. So, how long has he been in there so far? Was he in there for maybe about two, three years now? Yeah, yeah, at least two, two years. I I have to say that I saw something about Harvey Weinstein. So maybe September, if if they're getting ready to get Harvey Weinstein released, then maybe they feel like they should let Bill Cosby go as well. Well, his earliest release. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So you mean tell me Harvey Weinstein went to prison too, but he's only in there for a short time. Bill Cosby went to prison before Harvey Weinstein went to court. Crying. Crying. Bill Cosby got a three to ten year prison sentence with an earliest release date September twenty fifth of this year. Mm. Okay. And let me see Harvey Weinstein. Okay. How long has he been in prison so far? Two, three years now? Since 2018. So yeah, almost three years. Okay. Harvey Weinstein okay. was sentenced to 23 years. I do not see where it says 
when he may be released. He came in some sort of medical release here recently. I just saw something recently. Wow. Yeah. Oh, no, I think they, uh, they gave him his uh, COVID shot so he could stay in. He's uh, asked for a new trial that came up four days ago. Okay. Where he was asking okay, for well, a new maybe day. that's what I'm here. What I'm saying. Yeah. Trial and, but yeah, he's serving a 23 year sentence, so he got much longer than Bill Cosby, and he should. Jeez. And he should have. I do want to say something, guys, because we talked about rape, the definition of it, but for the legal definition, it is penetration of okay. a body part. Um, okay by another sex organ, by another person without the consent of the victim. So that's the legal definition of rape, which you can be convicted of. But mm -hmm. Although the definition of rape can also be about deception and manipulation. Mm -hmm. So let me say this, going back to DMS, when he was 14 years old, he received some type of drug, okay, or marijuana from a mentor from a neighborhood. Did he say how old was his mentor was? In his 30s. Was 30s. In his, In 30s. his 30s. So, yeah. okay, so he was a neighborhood cool uh, mentor that all the kids looked up to him, right? What's he a drug dealer? When they say mentor, do they mean drugs? Or what, what does mentor mean? I, I don't know to, what mentor means. I, I think in um, his documentary, I think that's what the type of Well, he was singing as far as, I think me, me personally. Music. That's what I thought. It was, oh, yeah. it's a music, music mentor. mentor. Oh, that's what, okay. yeah, that's what I thought, but so I was he was trying sure. to sabotage now his now career. That makes sense. That makes that's what I was saying. Because we're talking about the entertainment world. I mean, my entertainment world here. It's going to be filled with drugs everywhere. So, right. Okay. I think it's more so to entice the young people and to, you know, I I, I don't know yeah, that it's to sabotage think, it because you hear so much about it. I had, I think I saw an article about it when he was saying that he wanted they needed him to take his rapping more seriously. And he well, was because he was so good and he just kept putting it away or something like that. But maybe he just at that point, he was taking it seriously because they just said he was doing underground selling his tapes, you know, out into the public trying to get his music business going. Um, so it may be around that time. It may be around that time when he was just actually get, taking it seriously. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he may probably know. To me, I think you knew. He said he did not know. He did not know. He was still a teenager. This man was in his 30s and yeah. he was known in the neighborhood, you know, for his raps and the rap battles and stuff that he was in. And he okay. clearly said that he did not know did that. Not. It was he late. was crying in that okay. interview. That was yeah, a very heartbreaking. Wow. And he was okay. and he said he was hooked from that point. Well, Linda, can you look up? Can you look up um, harassment? Okay. The definition or the legal definition? The definition of harassment. What I mean as far as when we talk about sexual harassment and in, in employment in relation to what we're talking now. So sexual harassment, unwelcome sexual advances, either verbal or physical, especially by someone with power or authority. Okay. So what's harassment? And harassment, an act or instance of harassing, torment, that 
vexation or intimidation. That's number one. Number two, the condition or fact of being harassed. So that's kind of a broad definition. That's kind of a broad definition. So when I talk about sexual harassment, I can see how that could be what we're talking about without being sexually penetrated. But he was a person of authority. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because think about it, y'all. Sexual assault just by nature is a crime of power. It has very little to do with sex anyway, as we all know. Mm -hmm. Um, It it has everything to do with power. And that's where your deception and your manipulation Mm -hmm. comes in. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So that's a great, that's a great area right there. Yeah, um, yeah it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's great thought provoking, uh, you know, mm-hmm. topic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Deep. Well, rest in peace, DMX. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Where my wine at? Where my wine at? <laughs> Pour it out for the homies. Pour it out <laughs> for the homies. Y'all gonna make me lose my mind up in here. Up in here. Up in here. Y'all gonna make me go out up, up in here. Y'all gonna make me. I do love me some DMX music, man. I still love me some DMX music. Y'all gonna make me lose my cool up in here. I'm gonna miss DMS. Rest in peace, baby. His music is going to live on forever, though. As we said, he's a, yes. he was a musical genius, a lyrical genius, just yes, just yes, powerful. Yes. Changed the face of hip hop, and mm. man, he did make it his own. He created his own lane, and there's so yes. many followers behind him. Wow. And love him or hate him, he was very transparent about his struggles, about yeah. his demons, you know, and and he faced them. He did. Yeah. He faced them. He did. And, you know, I can I have to respect him for that. And wow. I, I did a little uh, looking myself. Um, any legal term, just as far as being taken advantage of, is normally uh, fraud, fraudulent, false pretense, defrauded, oh. by deception, with dishonesty, or yes. deceiving. So in, ah. any, in any of these type of uh, terms, you know, just... Um, in DMX's situation, like he said, he was in a room, he looked up to this person, he thought of him like a brother, and to, he even questioned, he was like, he didn't know there was crack cocaine in it, and he questioned in his later years, like, in reflection, why would you do that to me? Mm-hmm. So, it, at the end of the day, like, I think, I think it, we, we have so many problems like with like the the foundation words of like our establishments that it needs to be updated to our current like meta or whatever you want to say right yeah it just needs to be updated and i think people keep it within like this old english in order to be manipulated Mm -hmm. for people Mm -hmm that are defrauding people. Mm-hmm. The thing you were saying about Cuomo, um, in this day and age, just to, if you ever come across a person that feels that way, tell them that even though that's the hand that feeds you, you can go find another home mm-hmm. that well, will. It's just you know, like- A lot of that, a lot of that comes with strength and, and knowing you know, and knowing your boundaries and who you are, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of you know times, worth. a lot yeah. of times people don't have the the strength to 
to um, fight their own battle, if I may. Um, and so it, it is fragile. It is very, very fragile to, to speak up and speak out uh, upon, you know, when it's happening to you. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it's just a, it's, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. Yeah. It so, is. Yeah, it's um, it's so unfortunate. Okay. Yeah. Well, ladies, um, that's really the topic. I, I like, I just like from like I've only been nine episodes in on my podcast. Oh, that's good. I'm relatively new. Relatively, we're new. pretty new too. <laughs> but. I feel like you guys have uh, uh, an advantage to me just being solo because I, I did have the intention of having a group and being able to have these discussions. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, like I, I, I really am thankful just to be able to have so many female voices and so many different female perspectives because like when I just have like a thought it's just like I only am from one side, so to be able to get so many different perspectives and just have like this this general conversation that I can walk away and have this conversation with other men or younger men, right. and like listen, just because you're a guy doesn't mean you can't be taken advantage of by other right. men outside of the sexual spectrum, right? And like. You know, at the same time, I can have the conversation with other women. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes, you definitely can provide that platform to to yes. have a voice for those who can't or mm-hmm. who doesn't know how to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely invite you know other voices, other perspective on your podcast. Mm-hmm. I love what you're doing, and I love the the spirit of collaboration and you are more, more than welcome to come back at any point that, that you wish. And I am looking forward to being on your podcast as well, as I, I think I can speak for my girls here. Yes, when I we bring the wine. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right, we there. Because you heard our perspective on, 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 and maybe I missed something because I did step away, but you did hear our perspective on the uh, Me Too movement and mm-hmm. uh, the DMX. What What is your perspective on a male's point of view based on the Me Too movement and and and, and unwarranted advances? I... Well, just to say up front, I don't respect anyone that lies. Okay. So um, that's my number one thing. Uh, but just as far as the Me Too movement, I never really had a problem with it. Um, I've been in situations where I've met, I've made other women felt uncomfortable, or I've made them feel as though they were in a situation where they would have had to uh, bring charges against me. As a young man, I had to come into learning of how to interact with women so that they could be comfortable. Uh, thankfully in the, in my lifetime, like I didn't end up facing repercussions from it, but also those women spoke 
when it initially happened. And then it was like, it was just the conversation once there happened of, well, this was how I felt when I was doing it. This is how you felt when it was happening. This is how we feel now that it's over, like it's happened and we're getting past it. Right. Um, I can never say just because we've all acknowledged it that they'll ever heal, but all I can do is to do my best to help them feel as though that they never can just not speak about it. No matter where I go in life, if that one individual decides to say, do you remember when this happened? It's, it's my responsibility to be accountable for what I did. Amen, amen. As, amen. as I am now, I don't, like, I don't even, I, uh, I guess I could say like I aggravate people like men and women because if she's like no I'm like all right fine I can go somewhere else like there's another girl that will say yes whereas yeah. you say no I'm not gonna press you right and then like people are so used to the toxicity of being able to say no but they mean yes and they want you to press you mm -hmm. and then go back and forth I'm like I don't have time to you know, like I, I got to like thin ice before. I'm not going to go out on that ice again. Yeah. So yeah. with the whole Me Too movement, yes, like it's, it's, a, it's something that needed to happen. It brought a lot to light um, in retrospective. Like I think like I'm glad I was never in Hollywood because I don't know what type of person I would be today if... I had pursued all my dreams earlier in life than I, you know, just waiting and just living my life as it is now. Okay. Um, but it's all just about like that education. You have to be able to be accountable for what you do. Right. Um, it's always about speaking up about what is a botherance to you. Um, I may help some, like I love, I love helping people. Um, but I know I can't give too much of myself away. Mm -hmm. So when I'm trying to help somebody like DMX and DMX just keeps doing drugs, I'm gonna let DMX know like, listen, man, like you are a great artist. I love you as a brother. Um, but listen, like I can't keep cutting myself off. And then you tell me, oh yeah, 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 I'm gonna change, I'm gonna change and then never change. Right. I can't, I can't uh, disrespect the people that I did hurt by continuing the same behavior. Okay. So like Cuomo might be coming from a place where, you know, they say like politicians kiss the women and hug the babies. So he might be coming from that, that place. But once these people are speaking up, and saying you you made me feel uncomfortable. You made me feel uncomfortable. You made me feel uncomfortable. If a year down the line comes and he does it again, right. I, have, I have no remorse for your actions because you should have right. learned. Right. right. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's where I go as far you know where DMX is concerned. At some point, he needed to take responsibility for his his addiction. And, yeah. and in, in a sense, I under like it's it's not so easily done. No, it's 
No, no, I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, drugs are an addiction, but so are cigarettes. So is sex. Coffee. So is TV. So is food. (laughs) You know, so there are a lot of things. Some people say alcohol. (laughs) Some people say it. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) So with with that, you know, I I certainly, uh, and I don't know that you know, we, we heard your perspective. So I appreciate you elaborated further on your perspective. I know that we went around the table and you heard how we felt, but mm-hmm. it's also refreshing on a male's point of view because women, we're dominant. So I didn't want to take the take the total floor and leave your your perspective out. So I appreciate you, you giving us your perspective on the Me Too, the DMX, um, you know, the Bill Cosby, the Cuomo, um, just those things. And, and these things, you know, they matter. They matter to all of us. It, it is just, it's a social, a social, um, a social um, learning experience. Yeah, it, it is. And, and so what I was going to say to you with that, when you said, you know, no means no, in other words, I think that we're all taught that at home. So mm-hmm. from the cradle, we, we are taught no means no. If someone says no, don't do that, then no, don't do that. And so some people, again, as far as the politicians are concerned, they get to a point where they think they're bigger than life and no does not mean no, but no means no across the board. Yeah, I think there's some, I think no there's some things in our culture that that counter that sometimes and it can be a little i feel like confusing for us as we live and grow and learn as we grow from children into adulthood because for girls we've been you know i i culture has changed but in as we were teenagers we were taught that playing hard to get is a good thing whereas if you think about it playing hard to get is rather manipulative because that is where the thought of i say no but i mean yes comes in so you know how over the past couple of years they've um decided to take away um baby it's cold outside off of the christmas records because yeah because they they say it it promotes rape culture because the whole idea well, if you think about it, she's telling him no. Uh-uh, no. Mm-mm. I love that song. I like it the way it is. Uh-uh. If y'all want to think it's rape, uh-uh. Y'all thinking that the change the perspective, change the narrative that it's not what it's about. But, but there's a thin line is all, all I'm saying. It's just that as we grew up, we were taught play hard to get, you know, be, be coy, be, you know, but now to do that introduces a situation where just as as Walter was sharing you may be in a situation where you then end up blaming the guy for continuing to try because you were playing hard to get or he thought you were playing hard to get and now it's created a whole other thing and which now honestly is identified as rape culture so it's times have changed culture has changed yeah and I just think you know as Walter mentioned earlier that the con the con text in which the words are used right. really help to drive home a certain meaning or um, can push a certain agenda, um, you know, in our time. So I think we have to, as to his point, stay conscious of that. So now um, we're going to vex our songs too? 
That does well, not girl, they, yeah. So now we're going to go back to the old songs with as nasty as these new songs are. I mean, they, they don't are, even they don't even have any cut cards on the songs that they put out now. Exactly. Go but but, but what they're saying you're is trying to rip those apart. Right. I, I know. I know. I know. Don't take that no. away from me. They it was like two years ago. Y'all don't remember this? It, it was like two I years ago. No. I sing it the original song every year. Yeah, yeah, and I don't. I didn't pay attention to because I just thought it was crazy. I was like, this stuff is going too far. But I do want to also say, you know, Walter, I appreciate your level of self awareness, and mm -hmm. I wish that more men and more people had that level of self awareness. And I think as you continue your platform uh, via podcast, via your art anything that you do. I love the message that you deliver um, because mm -hmm. it's an accountable message and it is a human message. And and I truly appreciate that. I, I'm, I'm glad that we connected because I just really like what you bring to the table and I, I appreciate you sharing. I didn't even think to ask you what your thoughts were on that. So I'm glad Tracy did ask you to um, expound upon your thoughts, you know, about what we were talking about. Okay. She, she made sure I was, uh, I, I had my floor. That's yeah, right, because you're part of the Uncourt family now. That, that's right. <laughs> yeah, see, we're, we're not selfish. Contrary to belief, women are not <laughs> selfish. We like to hear from the male's perspective as well. That's right. Because it, it is really a, a two-way street. Um, mm -hmm. So thank you. Thank you for joining us. And, yes. And, 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 it was you know, fun. It was fun. Us. I had good laughs. I had like a lot of uh, good perspective moments. Um, this is something like just to, you know, like you're saying, like the whole collab thing goes. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to ever coming back and having a conversation with you ladies again. I'm looking awesome. forward to building the episode that I'm going to bring you guys on. Yeah. Just to just to have you guys come like to you know take this question and then just go running with it like we went we went in so many different lanes that I wasn't sure did <laughs> I'm telling you that's what we do <laughs> you fit right in with us let me tell you you yes, fit right yeah. in with us yeah. I would really like to see like you know like just this happening like uh we're on that Facebook group the uh, Black Podcasters. And um, just me promoting my podcast over the past month or so, um, I really, I've, I feel as though like the posts that say, yo, drop your link are detrimental to us because mm -hmm. yeah. that selfish mentality of just, here's my podcast, whoever listened to it, listen to it. Right, right. And that's not really going to make me listen to it. Right. So, coming together it's like you know like i i'm talking about cartoons and movies and stuff just like i, I was bringing up like training day and the dave Chappelle mm -hmm. show that's the kind of stuff i go on every day and talk about but exactly. you know i could still come onto this platform and bring my male perspective and we can have a, a nice conversation as well Mm -hmm. more people start doing that you can you know like that's how the mindset like of a group of people a community of people can start to change yeah right. that's right. 
staying in our own little boxes. Yeah, I like that. Absolutely. If I, can speak, if I can speak for all of us, we we are prepared to engage in whatever your, mm -hmm. your conversation mm -hmm. is. Absolutely. We could talk about Pokemon and we could talk about anything. We, well, we I don't know about Pokemon. I don't know about oh, my nephew fought. My nephew is a big Naruto fan. Is that how you say you it? Naruto? Anybody nephew, anime? Put your nephew on the line or something. <laughs> your nephew that do the little okay, games. Okay, if you want to talk YouTube. about anime, uh, we got, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Dragon Knights and all that stuff on Netflix. I'm starting to get into that kind of stuff. It's good. Oh. Like it. Yes. All right. <laughs> so we can we can roll with you. No matter your topic is, we can roll with you, dog. That's right. Yep. All right. <laughs> well, Walter, thank you so much. Thank you so much for participating. We look forward to to collabing with you again. This is a great approach to, to in to in your words and to your point. Um changing the mindset within a community and um and and i like it so you're definitely welcome anytime and thank uh from you, thank you we're gonna be live tomorrow so make sure you check us out we're gonna go facebook live tomorrow have you liked our page um i've been everywhere just from the holiday um my fiance has been dragging me out the house multiple times my kids is on, uh, on uh, the, the the school thing online. Oh, oh yeah, oh, you yeah. busy? He busy? Yeah, you are. Okay, okay. Stop Stop what you're doing right now. And like our page. Stop it like our page. I will Stop what you're doing. Cause you're about to ruin the image and the sound that you used to. Uh, <laughs> uh, Don't that's tomorrow, y'all. We getting buck wild tomorrow. Shout out to all your listeners. Uh, once again, um, even though everyone's calling me Walt, uh, my art name um, is the incredible WJZ. Uh, you can follow me at my Instagram at Illadel Golden Era. That's I-L-A-D-E-L -E underscore G-O-L-D-E-N-E-R-A. And my podcast is The Incredible Canvas. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Go ahead and be incredible, Walt. We incredible. He is incredible. He's an incredible guy. That W, that W-J-Z, incredible. What is all DJ? Uncorked in conversation, uncorked dash in dash conversation. And I might be able to send him a link. Yeah. Send him a link. I see it. Oh, okay. oh you see it. All right. He see us. Uncork and conversations. Where y'all want it? Where y'all want it? Clink. Where you want it? <laughs> we gotta send him off, like you know. The invite button. You see the invite button? I see the invite button, but I don't see the like and follow. Did I already really? do it?
Did I already do it? Am I already Maybe he already did it. He must have already yeah. did it. Yeah. yeah, you probably did because we've been talking, so you probably did. I am a member. Oh, good. <laughs> Excellent. Yay. Hey. <laughs> there you go. Thank so you. Now, so now run right out and tell your friends. all right thanks so much for listening to uncorked in conversation we will catch you next time and until next time thank you for listening to uncorked in conversation this podcast is co-hosted by linda white april n brown tracy langford paulette irvy and sarita boston it is produced and edited by april n brown the music is by ben sound